Welcome to the Hawaii Trading Podcast with your hosts Reed Hicks and Glenn Nabua. Going back to tonight's topic, we're going to be talking about how to treat it like a business. And we're going to be sharing some good stuff on, you know, practical tips. I think, like, it's not groundbreaking, guys. It's good to be reminded, or if not, it's good to be checked, knowing that, like, okay, you know what, I gotta, I'm a little bit off course. You know, one of these tips hopefully will help me in getting back in line and continuing on. Or, like, um, you know, because at the same time, we're, we're business owners, we're, we're entrepreneurs with our trading, right? And not if you're not aware of certain things, we're leaking costs, like, um, you know, I'm like, why am I, I'm still, I'm making profit in my trades, but yet I'm still net negative. This is something I found out from, for me, like I would um, day trade or intraday trade. And I didn't realize how much these freaking brokers at the time were making off of me, dude. I think it was um, three, four bucks per round per trade. That was my my commission or the the fee. And I was like, wow, what's going on, you know? And so, at the same back in the day, I was going for smaller uh, moves, and therefore you could totally see that my profit was getting eaten up. And so, prep this for you guys. Ooh, very nice. Trading like you guys can see that, right? Yep. Hmm. So trading can't be treated like a hobby. That's one thing that you hear all these people so on social media or, or if you meet new people or friends, they're like, oh yeah, I dabble in the markets, right? And I've learned to kind of not be like, that's a, that's a uh, that raises a flag for me when people say that, um, dabble. Because you hear that across a lot of things. Oh, I dabble in fishing, I dabble in surfing. I dabble in that. And a lot of the times, they're just not serious about the thing they're trying to do. You know what I mean? Um, and it kind of shows that, okay, like this person want, maybe maybe wants to try this new thing, but I don't think their commitment's there. Training especially, guys, like even, I know people, my sister, she, I don't want to throw her under the bus, but two years ago when they started releasing the stimulus, she threw one of those stimulus checks into uh, a crypto account you know and she's bought whatever because so and so and i was like dude i told her you might as well just like give up that whole account i don't know what you you know i, I was trying to be loving in a way but um people are going to do what they're going to do tough love yeah um and you know i don't know what the status of that account is yet i know she unless she's like hiding multi-millionaire status from me you know uh, I don't think it went anywhere. So um, dabbling, don't don't really dabble. Like read where the where where in the journey does hobby turn into passion, or if, how do you get real serious from trading? How do you go past the hobby? Yeah, I think a point where I think uh, you realize that hey, maybe this isn't just a hobby. It's when you begin to ask questions. You begin to guess, ask maybe even the harder questions like how can I make more? Or how can I actually not lose how can you just begin you begin curious you know you begin to be a lot more curious on how trading works like okay um i noticed that every time i do this this happens like you just begin to start um, observing more too and then i think that's where that fine line between hobby and passion begins to 
correlate because like i feel like passion and hobby kind of inter inter intertwines with each other you know because like for i think of surfing for example like it's not my passion i love to do it it's a hobby i like doing it just for fun but and i'm not too curious to know so like people will be like oh what kind of board is that this is a blah 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 i'm like i don't even know man and i don't care to know and so there i know it's not a passion but i love to do it it's it's just fun to do you know but as far as like trading goes i want to know every single ins and outs of trading and how the markets function or at least the way i trade you know i'm not really diving into stocks and stuff but yeah it's just that curiosity man how about you what would you say when uh when you um start to just you can't stop thinking about trading (laughs) yeah Yeah. right it lives in your mind rent free (laughs) like sometimes you know you you see those memes right where they have the the couple if they think it's like a cartoon they're laying in bed and then the guy is like in deep thought he looks like or he's just thinking about the the markets and the wife is like i wonder you know she there's like a whole paragraph he's, like, right? he's probably thinking about other girls <clears throat> right right, right. Like, if i'm if i put my stop loss at four instead of five like, what, how much would i get <laughs> that's how you know yeah i seen a similar meme it's like well normal people going to work like dragging butt on monday like uh you know traders on monday excited like, running to their computer <laughs> right we ready bro we ready we ready we love the new week, yeah. So we got ten tips on how to treat trading like a business. I mean, that kind of we kind of set the 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 scene here, guys. On on, we need to be serious about trading. Um, for those who are wanting to dabble, like like your your decision of starting a business and then keep a successful one down the years. And so, you know, we want to present ten tips on how to treat it. So number one, right, you got a journal, you got to document. All businesses have books, right, bookkeeping. Um, you got to know what's coming in, what's coming out, and then you want to keep a record of everything, um, especially with yourself, the decisions you make while trading, you know. We also talk about um, documenting for, for tax purposes, so that's that's a good thing too like being able to document your expand your purchases be able to document if you're getting software computer equipment um you want to be able to show that down the line and be be clear you got to be organized you like i'm one of the worst people to stay organized that's why i have my wife but because we're business owners and whatnot i have to go ahead and make sure i i document stuff i have to build that new habit because it's only gonna help our success later down the line, you know. In the case you get audited, in the case you have to audit your yourself, you're trading, you're going over your journal. You're like, dude, why do I keep making the same mistakes over and over, right? Many times, and it's ongoing. This is like gonna be. This is not just one and done here. You have to continuously keep this up, and this is gonna be a new habit to somewhat build. You know what I mean? If you haven't done so yet. We got number two, you want to make smart decisions. Now, this was opposite of what I was doing in the first year, you know? I was, dude, like, talking to whoever I knew uh, in my in my circle of like, dude, do you know about trading? Yeah, he's like, and, you know, I had a friend, he's like, dude, this is the holy grail, this program, dude, check this out. 
you're showing me all this and it was all fancy i didn't know what the hell i was looking at but it, all i knew it was um i think over a thousand bucks for the program and it's just a indicating uh it's order flow essentially or heat map so i bought it right i was like i didn't even think about um how do i fit this in my system does this i didn't even back test it obviously that's how those software companies get you they'll give you like a seven day trial or whatever and then boom you gotta go purchase it so i wasn't even thinking about how does this fit my edge does it add to my edge or does it take it away does it distract me you know the computer power the, the feeds um you don't need a personal assistant to to whatever you're going to be doing with trading you want to keep your expenses small and invest in your yeah. what was um can, can i say something yeah, real yeah quick? Go, go. like uh, kind of going back to number one, if it wasn't clear, we mean like in the form of journaling, like log all your wins, your losses, log, um, log your stop losses, log when you enter the market, the times, like get that data. That's what we mean by journaling as far as treating trading like a business and like getting in the habit of just recording everything. And uh, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but I just wanted to be crystal clear about that's what uh, we mean by journaling and bookkeeping as far as trading goes. But uh, yes, yeah, we can move yeah, on to so step two. I'd like to jump in on uh, that uh, step one, though. Uh, journaling is very important uh, as part of my journey as well. Um, I realized that Thursday, Fridays are my worst day to trade. So uh, See, now you go, I man. go extremely small until, you know, I can figure out those days. <laughs> and that's thank you for sharing that, Sam, because that is I want other traders to hear that, too, is. That's a perfect example of why journaling is so important. And that's going to eliminate unnecessary losses for Sam. And, you know, but like some other, you, you don't know that this is for whoever's listening. You don't know when your best times are if you're not journaling or you're not bookkeeping. So again, keep that in mind. Keep it professional. You know, like yeah. Glenn mentioned, log everything. Just like literally everything, whatever, if, if it, you can't have too much data, because at least the, if when you have too much data, you could quantify that into lower frames. I started on the opposite end. I only was logging my entry and my exits. I wasn't logging anything else, really. It was very, very rudimentary, very basic. And um, so, yeah, just I don't want to keep beating this one. But yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing that, Sam. That's really key. That's a testament to why journaling is so important. An another thing to to one more thing to add on to journaling yeah, please. Um, would be like the power of your calendar, guys, your schedule, being able to utilize. We have we have 168 hours a week and being able to utilize those times, being able to control somewhat our time. Um, and then documenting, okay, I'm blocking off from 10 to 11 because I need to go and, and review my journal. Or I'm blocking off this time because I'm jumping on Topic Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like those are different things throughout the whole week. That's going to be something um, key to jot down and then follow through with it because your calendar is going to be your ultimate. One of the main tools to keep you accountable, keep you in check, keep you going to the level you want to go. So we got making smart decisions. I mean, don't get shiny object syndrome, you know? I, you I know. easily fall for that before. I've built, um, bec when you're making smart decisions, that equals discipline. Yeah, girl, I was, I was just thinking like, you know, how do we know that we're making smart decisions? Cause I could buy a course that I thought was a smart decision 
and essentially isn't a smart decision. I think uh, obviously with making smart decision, it's being do due diligence, like make sure like, do I really need two monitors? Do I really need this program? And we want to convince ourselves that we do because that's something we want. But the smarter decision is kind of taking a step back. And then this kind of leads into step three is becoming that stoic mindset. Stoic. Yeah, you like can that. go read it off, bro. Yeah. Keep your emotions out of the trades. I put keep your emotions out of your <laughs> effing trades because I want to emphasize that. When trading, like don't trade off your emotions. That's exactly what it is. You know, businesses in general, like they have no emotions. They're an entity. And this is, again, relating to how we treat trading like a business. They're very sto stoic as businesses. And as traders, we need to be stoic as well. We shouldn't have any emotions. Um, and a question that I, I love to ask when it comes to emotions is like, would you rather be right or would you rather make profits? And I'll take the profits any day. I'm more than happy to be wrong 90% of the time as long as I'm making those profits, you know. Um, and that's something that's very hard to come to grasp with as a, as a trader, for sure. It's taking me time. And okay. And I, I like asking myself that too, when I'm in a trade, I'm like, okay, Reed, are you trying to be right right now? Or are you following your plan? If you follow your plan, you're going to make profit. So just stick to the plan. That's kind of taking me out of my emotional state of uh, fear or greed. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, at this, at the end of the day, you have to make the decisions on what's going to move the needle on on either your, yourself your self-development your trading um your your habits your decision making um that's where you want to kind of base on making the decisions i mean this is kind of stoic is is a term that we use um we're not saying to completely get rid of your emotions and be a robot no because we can't emotions will yeah. always be there that's a really good point emotions will always be there um being stoic in the sense is just acknowledging those emotions but not trading with those emotions absolutely number four we got expenses expenses losses are expected and if we're looking at it as a business we're counting the losses as expenses of running a business, dude. It's tuition. What else do you call losses? Um, it's just the name of the game, right? So at yep. the end of the day, you want to keep on focusing on your capital, learn how to um, grow it, and then you also want to learn how to take advantage of the expenses. So when you have a business, you know you're going to have expenses no matter what. I don't care what field you're going to be in so especially in traders we do have expenses and we can learn how to utilize them we can learn how to use the expenses to bring down our profit at the end or our total um, and net income at the end of the day and then use it for our tax advantages um, i'm not a tax professional but you know the more you learn the more you earn guys when you start diving into that having those big tax bill problems that's a good problem to have dude i rather i want to pay uncle sam uh, six figures for a year you know what i mean i want to because no that shows that dude i'm doing something right that my income is growing and all that so um but when starting out or first few years it's just wise to keep the expenses down you know what i mean um it's different when you're investing in yourself you know and that's going to be we're going to be, that's another point we're going to be sharing um, later, but 
Reed, did you want to say anything about expenses? Yeah, I, so I kind of see it as as traders when we think of expenses, we use those losses, right? We use those losses as a benefit. So in businesses, um, in general, like let's say you go out to dinner and you discuss business, you know, you're going to write that off that dinner as a, as long as you talk about the business, you could write that off for taxes at the end of the year. And that's kind of just like one example. Whereas like in trading, when we talk about expenses, you use the losses as your benefit or, or an expense in the sense that you look back on your losses and you say in like, okay, where can I learn from here? That's kind of like what I take away from um, expenses um, in trading. You know, that's like any loss is an expense and then every loss is a learning experience. Oh, there you go. That's good. That's good. So beyond beyond the paper, beyond the PL, you get the experience with losses. Yeah. Number five, cutting your losses. So I wanted to put a picture of CNN Plus, but I couldn't find one. And plus, this is recorded. So I don't want to <laughs> want them coming after us. But if you yeah. guys heard of the CNN Plus app being shut down recently in the past few months, um, you know, that would be a prime example. That was just a big company there. They launched that app or whatever, and then it wasn't doing good. So they cut the loss. Boom. Snip, snip. Right. And so if, if the trade isn't making money or it's not a part of your edge, cut it out. Don't hang on to the losers. Use stop losses. Um, no, you know, this isn't new, right? But it's a good reminder. And at the end of the day, you know, like this, I think this, this saying, there's that saying by, um, what's his name? Um, let your winners run, cut your losses. The guy, I don't know. Long time ago, he said he said that it was from the podcast, bro. It'll come to me after. It'll come to me. But um, that whole ter- that whole line, cut your losses, huh? Is it Basil? No, way before, no. like 18, oh, okay. 1900s, bro. 1800s. Oh, okay. David Ricardo. Uh, Ricardo. Oh, okay. Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that, but right on. <laughs> <clears throat> so what did yeah, you say? Your Can you say it clear again, one more time? It was um. I got. I gotta go look up the, the exact words, but in the realm of keep your winners, uh, keep your winners and cut your losses short. Yeah, like hold and, on to your winners. Cut yeah, your losses fast. Yeah, so he figured that out back in the eighteen hundreds, guys. Jeez. Yeah. So that means it's a strong testament to that <laughs> saying, right? And I think um one thing that like business wise comes to mind is like if something's not working your in business, you're gonna cut that no matter how much you've invested in it. So like, I think Google Glass, that's like the first thing I thought of in cutting your losses as a business. They had to, they were hyping it up and they put a lot of research and development into it, but they ended up cutting it ultimately. And I think uh, this is kind of um, a little advanced here, but I want to go into it because it's important that something that may not work now for you doesn't mean it may not work in the future. So like, I think Google Glass was just ahead of its time at the time. And like now we're seeing a lot more companies like Ray-Ban and everything create these smart glasses, right? And maybe now it's ready. So maybe as a trader, you know, those losses currently right now, maybe you're just not ready for that edge or that strategy to work out. So, I mean, that's something to keep in mind. But again, that's going to go back to making smart decisions and journaling. And that's, you only find out that way. But um, just keeping your, cutting your losses, you want on a statistical edge, you want to be sure that you're, um, in the duration, like time duration 
in your profits longer, winning trades longer than you are in your losing trades. And that's a really good uh, sign of like how you're trading. Yes. So that's something that people could keep track of for sure. Whoever's listening. Yeah. Um, one more thing with cutting your losses, especially in, in the market, right? And say you get into a trade, hit your stop loss, you cut your loss, you're out. And in that same pair, the same market, you get another entry. You get in, hit your stop, cut your loss, out. The third time you get a proper, another proper signal, you get in and then it's a runner, right? And then it creates a nice profit for you. That scenario happens frequently with a lot of traders and it it can um, steer you off course because you can get discouraged of the first two losses. But the other thing to keep in um, keep in mind is that you're, when you hit your stop loss, you save money. You don't, you know what I mean? Your 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 stop loss prevented you from losing way more money if you didn't have one or if you didn't cut that's it immediately. Good, good point. Yeah. You know, so that's something to consider when you are there. Like, not a, not a lot of people look at the entire downside if they were still holding on to that trade. Um, and that's the name of the game. Like, you, that's where your probability has to come in, your edge, your expected win rate, strike rate. Um, those those things are to, to consider with, with um, coming up and cutting your losses, you know. And I have a, one more, one more, too. Yeah, yeah. If you're trading a stock with your edge or your strategy or, like, for me, it's pairs, so Forex pairs. I realized that I got rid of, a, I think it was, like, kiwi swiss a long time ago because it was one of my biggest losing pairs even no matter the risk i took no matter like i would use the same risk i would use the same edge it just wasn't working out so that's another way to cut your losses cut that specific pair or stock or two whatever you're you're trading and if it's not working um over the course of let's say a thousand trades or 100 trades then it's okay to cut that pair out of your strategy yeah. it doesn't mean your strategy doesn't work it just means that the strategy doesn't work with that pair at given times you know so yeah reach up for new people <clears throat> reach up for new people meaning um so like this is how this is how i met reed like one day saw him on social media and i was like dude let me go message this guy you know not knowing anything else that we probably we build this thing together increasing your network go out meet new people you want to if it's traders you want to be like people you look um up to it's going to help increase confidence and accountability you can either learn from them directly right which is good great and then or indirectly meaning books podcasts courses um videos you know and and with technology nowadays it's so we have so much resources at our fingertips where it's almost inexcusable to not learn from these people not being able to connect follow uh peter brand tom Basil, all these traders that's active on social media that's it like all you gotta do is follow it doesn't cost anything it's free you just gotta go in invest the time invest the the work the, the effort to go and start learning about them. So, but you know, because it's, it's um, being here 
on on the island it's few and far in between to go find local traders right but at the same time finding people to learn under learn from to expand our current situation that's the that's the hard thing that a lot of people deal with and so we want to bring that and let people uh, be aware that yo don't settle for being content with where you're at you know what i mean there's somebody out there has that one solution for you to change your life right they always say you're one person away from changing your life one relationship away or whatever someone's out there dude someone's out there Reed, you want to add anything to this yeah i would love to yeah just reach out to people social media is an amazing tool that we could use in this day and age if we use it right uh one thing i've learned over the last two months man i've been on twitter a lot more active on twitter a lot and i realized like just people asking people like steve burns questions you know it's you don't see it in comments on instagram specifically on him responding to people but on twitter you see a lot more professionals responding to each other in the comments with questions and everything so i mean i've learned a lot just through that and just through like you said indirect observation and i'm not even the one asking those questions but there's questions that resonate with me and so just um literally just reaching out to people through social media is something that i think uh people don't do enough of yeah 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 it's okay to ask there's a photo of uncle uh warren best investment in yourself best investment you can make is an investment in yourself the more you learn the more you earn so continuing education number seven you know investments in yourself don't stop learning go ahead join the conference join the webinar the mastermind etc books meetups um anything to continue your journey in learning um because you know even to this day that that guy even though he's super wealthy he'll still read tons and tons of books you know he won't stop same for yeah, learning never stops right Right. So you always want to be a student to the market and yourself. Uh, you want to, you know, you don't have to just read trading books. You can read all these other other books, you know, whatever you can be interested in. As long as you're in the action of being proactive in learning. And that's that's one key thing, too, for expenses. IRS will reward you if you are making investments in yourself or your business. Meaning, you can go ahead and go go to those conferences in the mainland, write that whole sucking trip off, right? They'll cover, you know what I mean? Then you can bring that against your overall income and it's going to help with your tax bill. So that's how you're able to go ahead and write off these uh, these trips. You know, if you're using most of the 50% of the trip for a business or meeting, whatever, then that's an opportunity and you're going to get the experience there. You're going to get the content learn um you you made that big step of investing in yourself that's cool that's the biggest thing people will be so quick they're so quick to jump on the next um nft the next crypto and make a big bet on those things before they make a big bet on themselves this yeah. is true you know in their defense they'll be like oh this is me investing in myself i'm betting against bullshit, bro that's bullshit <laughs> that's true right, <laughs> right. yes Absolutely, absolutely. It's, like, it, it, it's also good to note that there's a lot of scams out there. So know who you're learning from. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Be smart. That's the thing. point number two, I think. Yeah. <laughs> number two, be smart. Make smart right. decisions. Trust, trust but verify. Right. So yeah. yeah. Right. Um. 
even if it's a bad course, at least you learn that it's a bad course that you bought. And then hopefully you got something from it. You know, maybe for those who haven't been um, scammed or, or suckered into buying a, a course yet, right? Once they get their feet wet, they actually go through it, right? And they actually gain experience. So it wasn't a total loss, you know? How's that, Uncle? I um but but yeah like yeah i'm always the optimist man like no matter what uh, how's it guys how's it uncle uh no matter how um scammy a company may be i still feel like there's value in it in in a sense like maybe you meet someone through networking maybe there's just one little word that they use that all of a sudden a little thing clicks and it kind of put, put, builds that it's like a lego it kind of clicks yeah. together and then it just starts building things so but i think that's also something to take in mind is like don't be so quick to be like oh this i got scammed screw this and you throw everything that they set out i'm sure there was some truths in there that actually made sense and so like that's how i view it you got to have an open mind even though like i think i'm getting scammed but i learned a little bit you know so i mean like just just keep that in mind do continue to educate yourself but yeah be careful of who you're getting your education from yeah i mean if if you're not getting good content hopefully there's someone in the room or someone that you meet that's gonna help you know that's gonna be worth the whole investment you know what yeah, I mean? Definitely, um, definitely. It's 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 all good. I mean, I don't think I've spent a bunch of money investing in ourselves, and I don't think I made a bad investment yet. Like even the books, I order, you know, thirty, forty, fifty dollar books on. Like I bought this uh trading book. It was like over a hundred bucks, and this book is thick. So this thing. Glenn right now is showing for like the recording. Glenn is showing this massive. It looks like a dictionary. Like Bro. one of those Webster's Dictionary. Trading Systems and Methods. Yeah. Yeah. Perry Who's Kaufman. the author, Glenn? Sorry, I didn't get that. Perry, Perry J. Kaufman. I bought this Perry. book uh, years ago on Amazon. It was over 100 bucks. And I was like, bro, this is my answer to everything. Yeah. Okay. That was my mindset, right? And so I was willing to drop 100 bucks on this big-ass book. I've never really even read a whole page yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. But... Uh it's not a bad investment because right, I know right, right. probably there, if I take the time and go through it, there will be some gold in here. Okay. If he, if anyone wants to go and borrow the book and read it for me and give me some good nuggets, I was I'll just be about willing. to ask you, can I borrow this? Real quick? <laughs> Let me highlight some things. I love no, it. this is dense. This has a lot of data and you know, it's my, I take responsibility for not diving into it. I'm sure that's going to help me for sure. Cool, man. Yeah. Right on. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> so we are at number eight. This is a good one, right? Do you want to operate the business or your trading as per your personality? And this, this one took me about a year and a half to understand because when I was starting out in trading, you know, I, I started on the course and I like, I tried the whole day trading thing intraday. And for some reason, I couldn't make it fit. It was like that puzzle piece. It looked good, but I couldn't make it fit. I could not make it work for myself. You have to go into business with the thing you want to do, right? 
what makes most sense where can you what can you follow easily what can you understand what's the most probable times to use that strategy to make money there are millions of similar businesses out there to but they don't always appeal to the customer you know walmart shoppers are different shoppers and target right you got right you got you got people that shop at bloomingdale's and nordstrom and you got people that shop at other stores and so different deal you know different deal people have like different things and so when you're going and approaching the market you have to find a system that fits you find a risk management that fits you find the the way you make decisions a lot of it's about you it's a you game in the end so i mean you got to figure out what makes sense you got to go through that whole thing whatever the journey is going to be for you to really uh, niche down into that thing my wife and i have a wedding media business there's tons of um this whole island has a lot of competition there's a lot of people out here doing the same thing but we've able we we've able to separate ourselves enough we're um standing out from the crowd we're and then we're at the cheapest too we are able to charge higher prices because we know how to operate based on our personality we know how to um do business with us because how else you are you gonna to stand out you know what i mean you have to go ahead and create an experience for your um customer and so you're in trading we are our own customer or per se so we gotta go figure that out we gotta go figure out how it fits our personality yeah like uh, it makes me think like i'm not gonna open up a, a baking business if i want to do drone business you know you're gonna do what fits your personality and what you what you know same like trading it's like um i'm not gonna do a fundamental strategy if i like technical strategy i don't like looking at the news or hearing about the news so i'm gonna focus on the trading side of things i mean technical side of things excuse me yeah nine scaling so once your trading is going along and you're consistent being much more yeah but much more consistent look to figure out how to increase your trading account size and don't get a strong uh mistake this one we're not saying risk more we're saying how to grow your account more so when business is going You'll add employees, you train them how to replicate your process. You eventually have to learn how to manage bigger account sizes. So if we're only operating like in, in a business operating with one person, you're going to learn need to learn how, okay, if you're expanding, the demand is more than what you can actually supply. You're going to have to expand your business. You're going to have to hire more employees. And this goes with trading. So think of your employees as those dollar signs. You know, so it's a hundred dollars. You got a hundred employees working for you. Whereas, okay, now I'm going to get a thousand dollars. I'm going to keep growing this. Now let's see how high I could really go with, you know, a million dollar account. I have a million workers, but now how am I, how am I going to trade that? And again, you're going to keep your same risk management. You're going to keep the same habits that we've just discussed in journaling and everything. Everything's going to remain the same, but maybe it's a, this is a little bit more different where psychology will begin to take a lot more hold on your trading. So like this is scaling in our current day and age right now. We're very blessed to live in the time that we do because it was scaling now we could scale $2,000 account to a $325,000 account with my Forex funds. We could scale a demo account trading literally $0 
to, or well, I will say you will invest $500 into FTMO and they'll give you a $200,000 account when you're able to prove yourself in that consistent and uh, proper risk management. So, I mean, that's the, the scaling is totally possible. And this, we put this at nine and towards the end, because this is kind of like one of the last things that you want to do as a business. You're not going to scale the moment you open your business. Same with trading. You're not going to look for that $100,000 account as soon as you make one month profit. You know, you need that time tested strategy. You know, just to put in perspective, guys, 2%, if you're risking 2% on a trade on a $1,000 account, that's going to be $20. If you're risking 2% on a million dollar account, that's $20,000. Okay. And so that's where the scaling is. That's the difference of the scale right there. Right. You, if your um, goal is to make, you know, X amount of dollars per trade, it's going to be easier when you have a bigger size account. Right. But at the same time, your losses can be bigger as well. So you always got to keep that in perspective. The other thing, too, if you're trading futures, Forex, a lot of the times we, we get so used to putting in the, uh, a certain amount of lot size. For example, we're going to trade 0.5 lot or one lot. And then say we're on a good winning streak and our account is growing. A lot of people have that uh, like a mental block when it comes to trading according to their size, according to their current um, size. Say, say I'm, I made 10%, right? But I'm still trading to one lot. I need to reflect my trading size based on my total current um, account size. So that way I stay relevant. I'm still leveraging correctly rather than under leveraging. Because when you under leverage, when you, you know, because mentally you're like, oh yeah, I'm comfortable here that's going to affect your profits. You know what I mean? And so that's that's another uh, addition to scaling. You have to learn how to scale, not just with your dollars, with your account. You have to learn how to scale your trading as well, your trading decisions, right? You said a key word there, Glenn. You said uh, where you're comfortable. And it right. kind of just made me think the whole thing is like you're really stepping out of your comfort zone here. When you're expanding, it's always you're stepping out and into discomfort so that's a really good point thanks for saying yeah, that for sure for sure and we got number 10 guys number 10 we made it's a performance review so you want to do this annually biannually quarterly right it's like a earnings review for companies um every quarter or however those equity companies um apple whatever they announce their their earnings their earnings announcements right for the stockholder shareholders and that's something to consider when you guys are in the journey. You want to look over your stats, right? Uh, earlier, Sam pointed out he, he doesn't trade Thursday, Fridays because historically it hasn't been good to him. So that's going to be a good performance review. And so um, where you guys stand, how is it performing in the current market conditions? What can you guys do to improve upon what can you guys do to minimize your losses, minimize your expenses? You know, it's just an overall assessment, and that's really good. Like, you can do this. Um, it hasn't be just trading. You can do this outside of trading. You can be like, all right, we all have the same amount of hours in a week or a day. Where is my time going to? I need to 
spend a good amount of time with my family. I need to spend good amount of time for for keeping myself healthy. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? So those those are good. Like anything important, you want to keep stats on. Anything important, you want to not neglect, right? And so be aware of them. And this is where kind of that performance review comes in. Just like how I go by, yeah, yeah, Mark. Uh, all this is really great. Um, a lot of it is how I change myself around uh, with the journaling, with uh, respecting my my edge, my losses. I had to use hard stops because my mind always plays tricks on me. Uh, you know, it make me think I'm I want to be right, <laughs> or you know, nowadays I don't. I just uh, I try to keep it as automated and robotic as I can. Um, obviously emotions still go in there. Um, son, I'm still learning, um, building a network. I'm here with you guys sharing ideas. Um, my style is completely different from you guys. I'm, yes. you know, I'm, I'm in on average 20 minutes in a trade. <laughs> you guys are probably in a long, lot longer. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, this is, this is great. Um, I love it. It's like a lot of stuff that, uh, during my journey, I've, come to understand on my own with just the screen time and just the you paying that market tuition and um you know it's nice that you guys are sharing this with uh um you know with the community it's great yeah i mean i should we should do a bonus right because because sam gifted everyone this the grit the putting in the work you know that's part of running a business Right. And so he was able to learn all these a lot of these uh, lessons or these tips throughout his journey, throughout putting in the work, putting in the screen time, not giving up, um, getting punched in the face by the market, losing money. You know, grit is going to be able to um, allow you to go from beginner, hobbyist, dabbler to becoming a great trader. You know, you got to have to love the market. You can't just punch out on friday when the market closes all right some people think that oh yeah my job is done i'm done trading for the week i'm gonna go enjoy the weekend yeah there's gonna be times where you're gonna need to you can enjoy the weekend but if you're starting out you need to put in the work saturdays sundays when you can right even at nighttime after work whatever do what you guys gotta do to put in that work to go ahead and gr get that growth going Get the momentum going, you know, and that kind of just wanted to s slipstream with what Sam was saying. Grit is another great topic to just discuss because I love that topic. And like, uh, I mean, there's there's only so much time in the day. And like, even if it's only 10 minutes, it has to be deliberate work. So if yeah. you're going to look at EuroUSD, only look at EuroUSD. Don't have anything open. Don't have other tabs. Don't have your phone by you. You know, I, I debate even with music. Music can be a distractor, even if it's calm and classical. Just stay in the zone. You're trading in the zone. Only focus with deliberate action on what you're doing when you're putting in that work. But uh, yeah, yeah, thanks I mean, for that. We're, we're three minutes past eight, and want to respect you guys' time because yeah. you know, for, for those just getting home and whatnot, or gotta spend time with the fam. Um, thanks for jumping on. This was a great training topic Tuesdays. Stay tuned for the replay. This is really good. I mean, we'll go in, um, put the put it up in the Mighty Networks when it's available, guys. 
on that note appreciate all you guys jumping on great to see all your faces um yeah i'll see you guys next week all right aloha guys mahalo